Hello, everybody. And here we are. We're going to be talking about the Aries new moon, which is happening um, almost immediately about after the spring equinox, which I'll be doing a separate video about as well. I'll be looking at the um, Aries ingress chart. It'll be quite similar to this, but I'll be looking at that more in terms of um, what's happening in a couple of places. But um, Aries new moon. We have an Aries new moon on March the 21st at zero degrees of Aries, the very first degree of the zodiac. Um, but before we dive into that, I'd like you to um, subscribe to my channel. Please, please, please give me a thumbs up. Give me a comment. Share the video if you like it. I love to hear comments. I always come and at least give you a thumbs up or respond um, in some way. I do read all the comments and I really, really appreciate all of you following me. So, And also before we dive in, um, I'd like to give a quick shout out to my sponsor, Four Sigmatic, F-O-U-R, Sigmatic, S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C. They um, asked me to, um, or they um, offered to sponsor my podcast for a month and um, they sent me their lovely coffee and I'm hooked. Uh, they also make um, a lot of other things like elixirs and protein powders and things, but I'm definitely hooked on the coffee because I love my coffee. Uh, the coffee contains uh, like medicinal mushrooms like reishi and so on. And honestly, I get the the high, the coffee kind of alertness without that awful kind of buzz if you've had too much coffee. And I know from working in a health food store that these um, medicinal mushrooms, um, nutrient nutrient dense ingredients are really good for you as well. So give it a try. There's a link in the um, description to get 30% off your first order. And it's also a 60 day money back guarantee. So it's kind of no risk, really. You get to try the coffee. And if it doesn't work for you or you just don't like it, then you can get your money back. But if like me, you love your coffee, then you'll probably really enjoy it. So let's dive in. I'm going to pull a card for this um, new moon, Aries new moon. And oh, it's quite the new moon, I have to tell you. Oh, we keep getting this card. <laughs> okay, um, we get the six of bees, which is um really the, the six of swords. The bees in this deck, the red seed tarot, red seeds tarot, the of the Illusion Mysteries. I'm I'm really getting to know this deck because I'm going to be using it in my Venus retrograde class that will start in July, uh, my renowned class. And this card keeps coming again and again and again. And if we look at it, it's this um, inner cocoon. Look at this with the flowers all around, peaceful, cocooned um, in, in what looks like a womb. Uh, with honeycomb all around because um, we've got this the bees are very like birds uh, very of the mind and so it's very um, very appropriate but it's appropriate to the illusion mysteries too now I am going to read you just the quote that comes in the book with this tarot 
This is I am nurturance. Now, if you think about this, this new moon is at the very first degree of the zodiac. We are really launching something very new. And Aries itself is very direct. It is kind of the toddler of the zodiac, I like to call it, or even the baby of the zodiac. It's, it wants what it wants when it wants it. It knows what it wants <laughs> and it goes for it. And uh, if you think of a, a little child in, in the best possible way, it's, it's like they just know what they want. And if they don't get it, they can't understand why. It's before they've kind of started to worry about what everybody else thinks. And and so this is what Aries, um, at its simplest description, <laughs> really what it reminds me of. I'm, I, I love the directness of Aries, um, honestly. So this is but this is I am nurturance, this card. One can no more approach people without love than one can approach bees without care. This such is the quality of bees. And that was by Leo Tolstoy. Now, the soul journey of this card. We have weathered storms that have been difficult and challenging to navigate, but we have somehow found the strength to push through. It seems we have now much more of an understanding of where we have been and which direction to go in now. An awareness informs us that we are close to a time of transition and change in our life. We may feel that there are many things to think about, but for now we need to just stop overthinking. For we have grown weary from our worries, difficulties and obstacles. Peace and rest within a place of nurturance is prescribed and required. Take comfort now, for there is a clearer, calmer, new beginning on the horizon. We are ready to leave behind something or someone in our life. It will take time for us to regather, regroup and resurface. The work is done. Now rest for a while. Now, I really love that and that message and that card in light of when the chart of of this new moon. So I'm going to share the chart. Then I'm going to talk about what I mean by the energies. Then I'm going to read the symbols for you. And then we're going to go through all signs. So. OK, here's the chart. And I have pointed out a few things. So we have a new moon, Aries, zero degrees, the day after the Aries ingress chart, which means the day after the equinox this year is on the 20th. That's when the sun enters Aries. And any new moon at zero degrees is a new beginning, but we'll look at that more in a minute too. This new moon is exactly opposite Ceres. Ceres is... Um, retrograde in Libra and is about to move back into Virgo and in fact will move back into Virgo uh, less than two days after this new moon. Uh, this is at 1.23 p.m. I think it's about 36 hours later Ceres moves back into Virgo so um, but it's almost an exact opposition. The new moon as well is in a square to um, to Hecate, the triple moon goddess, the way shower, the lady of the lamp, lighting our direction. And this is in Aries, Cancer and Libra. And these are very much, um, car these are cardinal signs, which are initiating signs. They are uh, kind of the first signs of each quadrant 
and um, and they like to start projects, start new things, launch things. And Hecate is showing the way and Ceres is over here going, don't forget to nurture. Okay, we'll talk more about that in a minute. But I do want to say that Mars, um, um, uh, Aries is the home of Mars. I'm kind of against the word ruler anymore. Now we're moving into this new age of Aquarius. You know, it's perhaps it's time we um, do away with this language of control and dominance and hierarchy and things. But Mars, Aries is the home of Mars. And here's Mars over here in a wide square still to this new moon out of sign. But Mars is about to move into Cancer and Mars is at his maximum declination. On March the 22nd, he starts to slowly go back down into um, his normal normal um, orb or normal declination. Um, for a while, he's been out of he's been out of bounds, which is um, more than 23 degrees, 26. Is that or 23, 27? Anyway, he's been out of bounds since October of 90 of 2022 and between march the 15th and the 22nd he's reaching his peak out of bounds energy right as he left the point where he turned retrograde back in october 2022 as well so it's almost like mars has jumped out of the gate and so he's really strong really eccentric really extra really out of character kind of makes me nervous because this is right uh, opposing my ascendant but we'll deal with that later <laughs> and but i'm going to say that mars is square the new moon and and since the moon is the new moon is aries which is mars home sign that makes that very strong it makes it quite explosive to my mind and i'll talk more about what that means as well so we've got this very tight T-square, I'm going to call it, with Mars and Hecate over here, Ceres over here, and the Moon. And then um, Mercury is combust the Sun. So within 10 degrees is combust. This is actually um, only about four and a half degrees apart. So uh, we've just had the superior Kazemi where Mercury is conjunct the Sun while Mercury is on the other side of the Sun. So our minds are kind of burned out, they're combust, they are being uh, reborn, if you like, phoenixed, burnt down to the ground and re-emerging. So that kind of gives us this new energy as well. Also slightly in a wide square is, is Circe, the, the alchemist, the sorceress. Hecate and Circe have been on an ongoing opposition for a little while. I'm recording this on March the 2nd, well ahead of time. Um, but uh, the two of them have still been working together. And I'm going to say, you know, this is kind of the um, the energy of the old magic, the, the goddess, the divine feminine working her magic in to to rebirth something new to nurture and birth new ideas and mercury being reborn as well behind the sun so it's got this real rebirthing kind of energy but it's quite strong so 
Also at five degrees, we have over here Venus and Juno working together, conjunct the North Node as we move into um, eclipse season. We actually have two Aries new moons um, coming up. We have one at zero degrees and then we have an eclipse coming up um, at 29 degrees. And of course, I'll be doing a podcast for that one. And it makes me a little nervous, all of this. So that's all the things I'm going to be talking about. Oh, except there is one more thing. We also have, if you can see it, um, really, this new moon is in a, a sextile to Pluto. You know, Pluto's two minutes and two days from moving into Aquarius, which would mean it would be at zero Aquarius. So it's so, so close. So the moon, new moon is also in a sextile to Pluto. But then if we look further, this is like forming a kite to Sedna. Sedna and Pluto have been in an ongoing trine for a long time. This is big, big changes, you know, and we have this Earth, uh, you know, series about to move back into um, uh, Virgo. So kind of we have this Earth air grand trine. This is all looking a little bit earthquakey for me. I'd be, you know, I might be a little bit concerned that with the square to Mars and this Pluto uh, series um, Sedna Grand Trine or pointing to this Aries new moon is going to be quite explosive and earthquakey and earth moving. So a little bit nervous about that. And that could ripple out into some of our own lives as well. Um, so I'll talk about that. OK, so let's dive in and and let's first of all um, go to the numbers. Zero, alpha and omega, no beginning, no end. All is infinite. So alpha is the beginning. Omega is the highest. And the ancient claim, ancients proclaimed that the God force is a circle whose center is everywhere and the circumference is nowhere, and that is the zero. So zero is the number of the God force and universal energies and reinforces, amplifies and magnifies the vibrations of any other numbers it appears with. The number at zero is the fool in the tarot. It's the start of a new journey and um, and it brings us closer to the God force or source, whatever that is for you. But zero is also the symbol of nothingness. <laughs> so, so we've got the alpha and omega, we've got everything and nothing, and it, and it denotes freedom from limitations in this material world. So this is a powerful, 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 powerful new moon. I'm just like, oh, goodness and like I said it's a little bit explosive as well so let me just talk a little bit more about the new moon itself so as I say it's an Aries new moon at that alpha and omega number this very first degree of the zodiac uh, from our perspective this is the ultimate in um, alpha and omega new beginnings and everything and nothing this is limitless possibilities all right and so you know we'll also always get encouraged to set intentions on new moons this one uh, you know really 
think about the ultimate possibilities or even think about asking questions. I'm a fan of the questions um, posed by Access Consciousness, which is kind of a personal growth um, tool. Um, and um, I've, I've not studied all of it, but I love the questions they ask. So on this new moon, it's a really good time to ask yourself, what else is possible that I'm not seeing here? And be open, that zero openness to limitless possibilities and set intention and don't limit those possibilities. If you set specific intentions on this new moon, I think we should always do this, but more on this one than anything, make them say, or, you know, or more, you know, if you are asking for um, um, unlimited love, if you're asking for more love in this world and say more than I can even imagine, because this, that's the sense of possibility in this new moon, you know, the, the possibilities are probably more than we can see, can conceive. To look at the new moon itself, as I said, Mercury, our mind in Aries knows what it wants, but Mercury's being phoenixed. Mercury is being, is combust the sun. Our thoughts, our old ideas and beliefs, bees, <laughs> thoughts and mind are being burned out and ready to be reborn with new possibilities when Mercury later moves out from the beams of the sun. It will come out blinking and go, wow, the possibilities. I never even thought of that before. And then we have the square to Mars, whose home is, is Aries. And Mars is at 28 degrees of Gemini at his maximum declination, out of his shadow of his retrograde, about to move into Cancer, which will slow his role. But he's, he's actually still moving pretty slow in this um, new moon, but he's also starting to gain speed. Okay. And so he's thinking, okay, I've been through this long, long, slow journey of learning how to do Mars differently, how to act differently, how to have different perspectives, how to um, take action in the community differently. It's been a bit of a bear, I have to admit, especially for those of us with many mutable placements. And as I said, this Mars is going to be right on my descendant, opposing my ascendant. So it makes me a little nervous, especially because the new moon's on myself known too. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but that's about me. Um, I'm going to say that this is, is really powerful. You know, Mars is at his peak eccentricity his peak i am gonna do things break the bounds of my normal behavior and do things differently so that kind of makes things a little bit reactive and a little bit um impulsive that's very aries mars as well so know that there is a lot of impulsivity on this new moon so i would really kind of tune into this card and really kind of uh, nest yourself and nourish yourself on this new moon now i've mentioned hecate as well um conjunct mars over there 
um, doing some kind of ceremony to Hecate, the goddess Hecate, would be a really um, awesome thing for this new moon, to be quite honest. She is kind of the way shower, as I said. She holds her lamp up at the crossroads and, and doorways and um, helps people to find their way forward and shows us the way. And she's at zero um, of cancer. And zero cancer is where we had an eclipse um, a couple of years ago, actually. Let me quickly look. We had an eclipse at zero cancer on the summer solstice, because that's when it always would be, on June the 21st, 2020, when we were going through um, all the uh, first year of the pandemic. So Hecate's there, and, and she, I'm not just talking about the pandemic. Look back to the summer of 2020. What's changed since then in the almost um, three years since then? And, and Hecate might shine a light something on it. Ask her to be your companion on this new moon and, and kind of light your path and say, what's been changing? What's shifted since the summer of 2020? That is um, um, a way forward now. Here we are at this T square, which is a very point of tension saying it's time to really start on that path now. And then at the other end, we also have Ceres in Libra. She's the only major retrograde in the whole chart <laughs> right now. Okay. And um, all the major planets are moving direct. And Ceres is over there in tender Venus ruled Libra, saying, don't forget to nourish, balance, balance, harmony, and your relationships. And don't forget to look after yourself and nourish yourself. And then we have Venus and the North Node and Juno. And Venus rules Libra where Ceres is. Venus in, and Juno coming together. Juno, the um, asteroid of partnership and marriage. And uh, she was also the goddess of women and children coming together with Venus on that North Taurus North Node of saying, what's sustainable? What um, what do you really value in life? And I'm going to suggest you might possibly find that it's your most um, um, solid, significant relationships and your most solid, significant relationship is generally the one with yourself. Not saying don't nurture others as well, but it's seeking some stability and this sustainability and this really value-driven life. I've talked about this the whole whole time the north node's been in taurus well here is the ruler venus of this north node conjunct the north node on this new moon it kind of makes me laugh well, you know we've got this new moon um baby new moon at zero degrees infinite possibilities and then we're going to be following up the next new moon is a hybrid solar eclipse that's at 29 aries and i've got quite a lot i'll be saying about that as well that concerns venus but um i you know, the reason I work with Venus, my membership community is called the Venus Enchantment Community. I'm certified with Ariel Gutman's Venus star point work. Um, Venus, I wear the Venus five pointed star. Venus is really our higher selves. She is our guide. 
um, not suggesting that all the other planets are not <laughs> are not important. Um, everything always works together in the cosmos. Like there's some divine plan, which I kind of believe there is. Uh, but Venus, I think, is really our guide. And she's been greatly, greatly under underestimated um, in astrology, in the astrology world for a long, long time. And she's re-emerging right now. But here she is right now at the number at five degrees Taurus, the number of change. She's um, in an almost exact um, semi-square to Mercury, who's combust. So those are the two planets that are closer to the sun from Earth's perspective. We have the sun at the core, then we have Mercury, then we have Venus, then we are the third rock from the sun. So Mercury and Venus really pull down everything into the Earth from the sun. Everything kind of passes through them to us. And we're being invited now to come down, to embody our humanness, to be sustainable, to work. Venus also represents nature, by the way. And Mars is kind of the guardian of the galaxy. He's right or of our solar system. He's out there of the major personal planets guarding all the other ones and he's out there saying let's do things differently it's time stop thinking about going to going to the planet mars literally <laughs> in my opinion mars is saying i'm here to protect you and to protect this magical kind of um um uh, climate um home that you have my, my words were escaping me on that one one last thing before I go, this, this, uh, or before we move on to the symbols and then do all the, the all signs. Okay. We have uh, that grand trine. We have Pluto there. Pluto just about to move into Aquarius for the first time. He's going to bob in and out past the zero Taurus, uh, uh, zero Aquarius mark five times by November of uh, 2024. But he's in that trying to Sedna and that trying to Ceres. That's a lot associated with major um, climactic change and major impact for changes in the way humanity lives. Um, I've met, said it before that Sedna, who's in trying to Pluto on this in Taurus, was here where she is now and where she's been for quite a long time because she has an 11,400 and something year orbit. She was last where she is now in the Zodiac from our perspective um, at the end of the great ice ages. I, I've been getting the message that, and I'm not saying don't do anything to, don't do anything to uh, protect the earth. The earth will be okay. I think it's more about how we live with each other and, and in harmony with the earth. The earth will recover after we've destroyed ourselves. Um, and so I think this earth grand trine, especially because it forms a kite pointing to an Aries new moon. And Aries is very much about who I am. I am my part, my actions, what I do. Um, I'm a human doing <laughs> kind of thing is saying, just do you differently. 
and work differently and start connecting with the earth and everything and stop worrying about the bigger picture just worry about your role in your little space more that if that makes sense i'm not sure it does but i hope you get the idea <laughs> all right so i'm gonna um, read the symbols but before I do, just quickly, another reminder to check out Four Sigmatic. I want a drink of it, actually, before I do. And then to, uh, in the link below, that uh, promise me you'll you'll love the coffee if you've never had it before. And, um, and also subscribe to my YouTube channel and uh, try and watch the videos right through to the end, if you would, because it helps my algorithms and so does giving it a thumbs up. So, all right, let's look at these symbols. I'm actually going to read the Chandra symbol first and then the Sabian symbol for a change. Quick drink. Ah. So Aries 1, Sabian, no, Chandra symbol, sorry. A man repairing and extending a stone wall in the spring. Objective earth existence embraced with a fury, identifying yourself completely with physical capability, external results and quantifiable criteria on all fronts. You willfully submerge yourself in the brute facts and bare phenomena. There is a virtue in this approach. You become ready and quite able to do what is asked or needed and to put nothing in the way of each next new thing happening right on schedule. You actually become a hardy vessel for strong earth usage. It's a form of penance or probation for past excesses. This kind of speaks to what I was garblingly saying just at the end of my astrology report. Um, now gravitating towards the straight and narrow and trying to get certain things straight for a brand new start. It's the initial phase, the radically new cycle taken up with a passion, with an omnivorous appetite for things to do, problems to solve, worlds to streamline, tremendous for activating will and nothing else. In Tremendous for activating will and intended for nothing else. That speaks to me really of, of kind of just like getting back to the simpler life, to be quite honest, which is something I've been really feeling a call to for quite some time. So I hope you can take that from it as well as as um, as I do. So we're now going to quickly look at the um, Sabian symbol, and then I'm going to go to all signs. I'm just getting the chart ready for doing the whole signs because I realized it's not ready. Okay. Update the chart. There we go. Okay. So, Aries 1, a woman just risen from the sea. A seal is embracing her. Emergence of new forms and the potentiality of consciousness. Okay. So uh, 
Dane Rudyard says, this refers to the development of humans' individualized consciousness, the consciousness of being an individual person with a place and a function or a destiny in the planetary organism of the earth and in, in a particular type of human society and culture. To, individ to be individually conscious means to emerge out of the sea of generic and collective consciousness, which to the emerged mind appears to be unconsciousness. Such an emergence is the primary event. It is the result of some basic action, a leaving behind and emerging from a womb or matrix here symbolized by the sea. And if you remember uh, Botticelli's famous picture of Venus on a shell emerging from the sea, there's many, many myths of goddesses being born from the ocean. Okay, so such an action is not to be considered a powerful positive statement of individual being. In the beginning is the act, but it is often an imperceptible, insecure act. The te small tender germ out of the seed does not loudly proclaim its existence. It has to pierce through the crust of the soil still covered with the remains of the past. It is all potentiality and a minimum of actual presence. In the symbol, therefore, the emergent entity is a woman, symbolically speaking a form of existence still close to the unconscious depths of generic bi biological nature. Filled with the desire to be rather than self-assertion. Oh, I love that. The woman is seen embraced by a seal because the seal is a mammal which once had experienced a biological evolutionary, um, but relatively... Um, yeah, but relatively unconscious emergence, yet which retraced its steps and returned to the womb of the sea. The seal, therefore, seen um, represents a regressive step. It embraces the woman who has emerged because every emergent process at first is, sus is susceptible to failure. This process is indeed surrounded by the memory, the ghosts of past failures during previous cycles. The impulse upwards is held back by regressive fear or insecurity. The issue of the conflict depends on the relative strength of the future ward and the past ward forces. The possibility of success and that of failure is implied throughout the entire process of actualization. Every release of potentiality contains this twofold possibility. It inevitably opens up two paths. One leads to perfection in consciousness, the other to disintegration, the return to the undifferentiated state. Um, this symbol characterizes the first of five stages, which are repeated at three levels. This stage represents the initial statement or theme of the five-fold series, which refers to the impulse to be. And honestly, you know, everything I've talked about, if we think about it, we've, uh, with a card in the womb, 
the zero, the numbers, the Aries, the new beginning. This is like this potential to be reborn on this new moon. And we've all got that potential to be reborn in many ways on this. And and I kind of like, you know, to, to kind of go back to the chart just one more time quickly. I, I actually kind of like that Venus and um, Juno and Mercury all are at five, which is the number of change, because we've also got all these planets just about on having just change signs, being reborn. Pluto's about to move into Aquarius for um, the first time since 1770 the sun and moon have just moved to aries they do every year but they're at the zero degree mercury's just moved into aries saturn has just moved into pisces not connected to this but but you get the idea and uh, this year sedna's gonna move into um gemini as well so that brings that mars is about to move to cancer hecate just moved to cancer Ceres. Uh, is just about to re-enter Virgo and then we'll come back into Libra. So it really is kind of endings and beginnings. And especially at that zero Aries degree, we've moved from the 12th sign, Pisces, which is chaos, the unconscious, the collective unconscious, the cosmic soup, the dream time, whatever you want to call it. That is the collective of all the 12 signs right through to the end. And here we are emerging from that womb. I often talk about Pisces as the amniotic fluid of birth. And so it's the time before birth and Aries is the birth, the baby. And here we are being reborn. How magical is that? All right, then let's have a look at all signs. And I'm just going to actually start with cancer first, because why not? <laughs> So, because um, it just happened to come first when I changed to whole signs to do the um, ascendant forecast. So this is for Cancer rising. If you know your rising sign, if you don't know your rising sign, you can go to astro-seat.com or astro.com and create your free chart and look for the symbol that's at this place on the chart. And then that you can usually find a table of what the sign symbols mean as well on those sites or by Googling. Honestly, you can find all that basic information out by Googling these days. It's, it used to be a lot harder. It's not hard these days to find that basic stuff. So I'm only going to look where the new moon is. There's a lot going on here. So I'm just going to look at the area of new of, of where the new moon is for you. So for Cancer rising or Cancer sun, if you don't know your rising sign, maybe the moon a little bit. Um, this is right at the top of your chart at the midheaven, beginning of the 10th house. This is about your public space, your public reputation, your visibility. Possibly your career could have something to do with one of your parents as well. But a cancer rising, if you are thinking of launching some kind of new role out in the public or mission out in the public, a new beginning, pioneering, um, it's time to do that. It's great. Or even a new kind of burst of passion and life in your current role. 
So that's where we are at for Cancer rising. Leo rising for you. This is right at the beginning of your ninth house. This is the experiences of the divine and possibly even foreign lands on travel um, or higher education. There's something launching there with infinite possibilities. You could decide to go back to school. You could decide to go back and do your master's or your doctorate or or learn something about philosophy or current lands you could even travel with this and and a definite new beginning um in that respect for you oh this is um it's powerful uh i would just be a little bit aware with this new moon for everybody of reactivity on this though because it's very marsy aries passion a ex little bit explosive a little bit out of the box so please be aware the moon is your emotions so um it's very reactive okay so virgo yeah virgo there we go for you, this is in the house of shared resources, but also intimacy. And um, and this is also the deep psyche. And um, and it's really the house, the true house of deeply bonded relationships or marriage. If you're in a marriage, um, this would be where you are in an established marriage as well. Not a, not um not a new marriage that would be the seventh house this is um kind of the marriage that where you've been committed to each other for some time there's a real sense of new beginning in this and an reignited passion as well and and perhaps some possibilities infinite possibilities regarding shared resources in this as well a new beginning new agreements with mercury combust the sun as well so that's the area of life for you virgo rising libra rising for you this is on your seventh house which is kind of libra-ish as well associated with libra i don't say ruled by and new beginnings new uh partnerships new um see people seeing you in a new light the seventh house is often um, associated with all significant relationships but it's also about how we compromise ourselves for others and with this feeling of nurturing your will to just be um it's it's like kind of showing up in a different way saying hey you've seen me this way well i'm just willing this is who i am now you know i'm gonna actually kind of show up and see tell you who i am libra rising you can be a little bit like a shapeshifter you can uh you know you want to please everybody but with aries in that seventh house what's the possibility that you might show up now and and say hey you know i don't have to kind of compromise myself for you if uh, love me um for who i am without harming anybody of course <laughs> scorpio rising for you this is in your sixth house of service and health and pets there's some new beginning in there. You could get a new pet or you could um, start a new exercise regime or a new um, dietary plan or uh, start a new service project in that. This is kind of, uh, you know, pioneering passion saying, yeah, I really want to do this. I really want to take action in this area of my life.
So Sagittarius. Oh, yes, Sagittarius. This is the fifth house for you, Sagittarius rising. Key, that would be me. <laughs> Creative self-expression, joy, fun, inner child, um, also love affairs and um and any children in your life. There could be new children, but it's more perhaps more about your inner child and your creative self-expression and joy. It's really time to have some fun and say, um, you know, this lights me up. So this is who I am and who I be and who I what I want to do. It's, you know, you're a fiery rising sign anyway. And here we have a very fiery Aries new moon with quite a lot of other Aries energy in there. Look at that, squashing these other houses. Um, it's it's really time. And if you have a creative project, I do. I've actually started it, but it's really time to kind of focus on it and say, this is who I be. Um, you know, say if your uh, creative project is you've always wanted to write a book, you kind of go announce yourself and say, I'm an author, I'm a writer, I'm writing this book and say it, be it, do it, own it. <laughs> Capricorn. For you, this is in the fourth house. This is in the home. This could also be uh, something to do with one of your parents, probably even the father. But I think it's more about your inner life. You know, uh, Capricorn rising, you can be a little bit serious, a little bit um, um, door. Um, I don't know if Americans really know that word. But it's it's kind of a little bit serious, determined, diligent, all things like that. It's time to get a little bit of fire from your belly inside and say, yes, I'm going to push forward and do now and really kind of express my inner self very clearly as well. Aquarius. So Aquarius for you, this new moon is in your third house of your voice communication. It's also short journeys and uh, your local neighborhood. So you'll be willing to get out there and, and really kind of fire up and speak very clearly. Um, it could even have that kind of sense of, you know, speaking um, up for your local neighborhood or speaking up for yourself a lot more and very clearly expressing yourself. It's a great new moon for clear expression, even with Mercury combust. And especially by the time Mercury moves 10 degrees beyond, it's going to be pretty wild for you. <laughs> so in the second house, okay, we've got the new moon for Pisces rising. This is the second house. This is really about your self-esteem and self-worth. It's going to get a real boost on this new moon. And you've got to nurture that self-esteem and self-worth, though, with that card. And remember, it's kind of these tender seeds of rebirth. And, and uh, Pisces, you know, rising, you are so sweet and gentle and mushy and lovey. But with Aries in your second house, it's time to really kind of stand strong, stand rooted and say, hey, you know, I know who I am and I know what I want. And it's time to kind of uh, um, own yourself and own who you be. Aries, whoops, I went too far, almost went past you and it's your new moon. It's all about you. <laughs> it's your new moon. Who am I? This is who I'd be. 
but it's got this rebirth, this freshness look anywhere where you've been tired or um, you've got the seventh house with Libra on the cusp if your um, Aries rising. So you have perhaps compromised yourself um, a little bit for others and perhaps people see you as a bit prickly. Well, this is time to kind of show up and just be straight and not compromise yourselves any others, but not be a little bit prickly either. Just be very clear. This is who I am and stand strong and straight and say, yes, um, I am great. I am me. I am reborn. <laughs> Nothing wrong with celebrating how good you are. Taurus rising. This in your 12th house. This is kind of the house of the mystery, the muse, the hidden. Um, it's it's kind of a lonely place with Aries in there. This is between you and you and source, you and spirit, you and your God, you and nature, you and uh, your meditation. Um, it's it's probably a good month to spend a lot of time in meditation for you or a lot of time doing walks alone um you know make carve out that time so that you can hear those voices of the mystic and the muse and the creative and let it move, speak through you gemini rising last but not least this is all about groups, causes, um, organizations, okay, uh, groups of friends, perhaps as well. New beginnings in those areas. You could start uh, fighting for a cause in this or start, you know, getting involved in a new group of friends and start some new project together. So that's the main area of life for you as well. If you're in the entrepreneurial world, um, it could be, um, I also see the 11th house quite often as a kind of your big message. Um, if you're an entrepreneur, you'll probably know what I'm talking about, but it's what's your why, what's your big message in the world? It's time to launch a new project perhaps around that as well. So, all right then, everybody. That is the first Aries new moon. Um, we'll have the full moon a podcast um, coming up next, probably with some other videos in between. But um, then we'll have the eclipse season. But I kind of think this new moon is um, as big as an eclipse, really. It's kind of powerful, very passionate, very fired up. And so... Um, burn a candle on it and set limitless intentions. Much love to you and happy new moon.